Welcome to Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast. This space is created for all my Chicana and Latina sisters. I will touch base on mental health awareness to be able to help you understand different ways of implementing self-care and self-love. And also to remind you, que no estás sola. I want to also let you know that this is an evolución. Unidas creamos cambio, pero solo con acción. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, my Chicana moms. ¿Cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. Thank you so much for clicking and choosing Chicana moms. I'm always going to say that all the time because I'm grateful. I've received so many beautiful messages from you ladies letting me know that, you know, the time that I spent creating these episodes are making an impact in your life. And it's amazing. I do not get paid for this and that's still okay because that's very rewarding to know that I'm making an impact in your heart and in your life and you're taking whatever it is you take from these episodes and you're running with it to create an impact for yourself and with your familia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and I also want to share <laughs> that there's nothing fun happening in my life. <laughs> No está pasando nada interesante. I mean, I'm grateful for my life. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I always try to think, ¿qué les voy a compartir? Like, what am I going to share with them in my life? Um, I guess I can just tell you I'm just grateful. Um, you know, there was a time, you know, as many of us during this pandemic, we're just like, oh my goodness, when is this going to end? Um, but what helped? me tremendously is just changing my routine. Um, I love change. I have to move. I've mentioned this before. I have to move my furniture around. I have to do just many different things to be able to like bring myself back to life because it's just being at home is, is interesting. It's fun, but then it gets really boring after a while. That's for sure. But anyways, ladies, um, I will be talking to you today about the foster care um, system and how challenging it is for our um, children and our youth in the foster care system. It's really sad, you guys. It is so sad. And I wanted to share this with you. There is one of you mommies out there that reached out and stated, you know, I suggest, you know, if possible to bring this topic on fostering children um, because, you know, it's it's not easy. We want to say, oh, I want to help all the children. But when it comes down to it and taking a child with a lot of behavioral issues, it's just not easy. It changes the whole home environment, but it's very beautiful and rewarding at the end of the day. So I do want to talk to you about the foster care. And let me tell you, and If your kids have ever been in foster care, there's a lot of repairing that needs to be done, right? Um, it shifted, como dicen, it shifted the home patas para arriba. It just like totally threw everything off 
for the parents, um, for the children. I do parenting classes for with parents whose kids have been removed. And, you know, working with the parents, there's a lot of guilt, a lot, a lot of guilt. And some parents that I've eventually worked with don't get their children back. And it's just very devastating. But God forbid any of you and your children end up in foster care. But this is the importance of, of knowing what foster care is and how do kids end up in foster care. There's so many reasons, you guys. Many, many reasons. Parenting is very important. Parenting um, with love, compassion, you know, um, in a realistic manner, right? To be able to break through old generational traumas is very, very important. Um, it's between life or death. It really, really is. This is why, you know, as moms, we need to be able to implement self-care and self-love. Do not depend on your partner to give it to you. Don't depend on your kids or anyone else to give it to you. Us as mothers, we're like the, the rocks of the home. We're the center, the core, the heart. So if we are not good within ourselves, our kids feed off of that. And we do have a lot of responsibility. Isn't it freaking draining? <laughs> it can be draining to know that we have all this responsibility. But you know what? It's so rewarding. It's so rewarding and so beautiful because you have these little children who are looking up to you. And, you know, we don't want, we don't want to also make it seem like we're like unbreakable. You know, we don't want to show them fakeness. We want to show them the reality um, and I'm talking about this because it's linked to foster care. There's a lot of issues as to why many children and youth, um, adolescents, young adults, um, end up, I want to say young adults because there's a program and I'll talk about it in a little bit, but it affects a person profoundly. So I will be gathering statistics from the Children's Bureau um, an office of the administration for children and families and the child welfare information gateway, um, where it's their mission is protecting children and strengthening families. And so they gather a lot of data and I used to think data and research was boring, but it is amazing. It's very interesting. Um, so they gather a lot of the data from DCFS and they put it together and there's all of the numbers are posted on their websites for us to use. Um, and I wanted to share this with you. And like I said, please, hopefully, <laughs> you can take all this information and take it, even if you're like, wait, wait a minute, I'm not in, I've never, you know, my family's never been in foster care, but maybe you want to listen to. What you know, I want to share with you in regards to foster care statistics, and this is going to back to 2018, but all of this data was published um, May of 2020. It takes time to be able to gather all this information, of course. So I want to be able to talk to you, um, you know, about the statistics of placements, um, the outcomes, the ages, race, ethnicity, um, gender, um, and why they're entering and exiting. Um, the foster care. Um, so let's get started. And I'm going to talk to you about the foster care system. Okay. 
Ok, vamos a empezar. Um, so children in or entering or exiting, um, the numbers are pretty, um, pretty high. But I want to share this with you, okay? That there's a point in time, and this is the date that it's dated here is September 30 of 2018. Okay, so there was an estimate of 437,283 children in foster care. I'm going to say that again, you guys. 437,283 children in foster care. Oh, that's, it's insane. It's insane. And if we were to look into each case and know why, we, we, we would be just, we would have nightmares. We would have re-traumatized right because there's a lot of reasons why obviously there's child abuse um so entries during the physical year of 2018 um there was 262,956 children entered into the foster care and the number of children who exited okay foster care in the physical year of 2018 remember I told you, at point, 437,283 children entered foster care. And the number that was given that exited, that eventually, you know, cases were closed and they were no longer in foster care, was 250,103. That's like half. So what's happening with the other half who didn't make it to exit? Where are they? Right? Um, Many of them turn they've been in their foster care system since they were little up to when they're 18 and once they feel like i'm 18 and peace out and a lot of them the time is you know they um they run away and it's it's just sad there's a lot of kids who run away and who's looking for them nobody nobody is looking for them you guys eventually social workers know they'll get into trouble with the law and we'll find them in that manner it's just kind of just a waiting game. Um, there is a lot of trauma. There's a lot of things that happen into the child's life. And it's really challenging to repair, right? So it's important to know these numbers because we can't not No, We need to know, right? So... Um, I just, I'm, I'm just, as I'm sharing this with you, it just makes me think, because I've met many foster care um, children and youth, and what they share is like, no one cares. No one cares. No one cares about me. There is a lot of, there's a lot of programs out there to help foster kids. Um, but then, you know, it, it makes me think, um, you guys, about what guarantees is that at some point, our children, if we don't parent our kids well as much as we can, you know, and um, we can see it both ways. One, we don't give them the time, right, um, the validations of emotions to be able to help them understand their emotions, obviously, and helping them with many different life skills that they need. What guarantees is that our kids, kids, which is our child, our grandchildren, 
will not end up in foster care. Or you say, you know, I'm going to raise my kids as much as possible, like as much as I can with the skills. And, you know, you're not going to be perfect at it. That's that's still okay. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one is. But doing the best that we can to be able to um, teach our kids these skills of responsibilities in the home, giving them chores, right? But not just that, but also connecting with them heart to heart, letting them know they're important letting them know that they're going to do great things in life so they can feel that desire of wanting to do something bigger than themselves, okay? But when we do that, we do plant a seed and it creates a beautiful relationship with your child so then the next time they go and choose their partners, that's the goal, right? That they're going to be wise because how many relationships do we know that, you know, it's like one parent is neglectful and the other parent tries their best and eventually at some point something happens I mean there's so many things that we can say obviously about life but you know we do have the choice every day to choose right from wrong so I'm expanding in that manner um because parenting re I'm even gonna say this reparenting yourself as a mother being in tune with yourself, getting not losing your identity. You're more than a mother. That's your that's the responsibility we have, you guys. But we are more than just mothers. We're you're a woman. You you had dreams way before you were a mother. And you can still make those dreams come true, even though you're a mother. You can still hustle, even though you're a mother. Being a mother should not make us feel as we're limited heck no man we push those kids out that thing that labor hurts so bad or the recovery if you had a c-section that hurt really bad you made it happen and that some you know we we said man the pain who cares my baby's here right you have a dream make it happen follow your gut instinct a, uh, I don't know, a situation or a goal at a time, whatever it is that you need to do. I know I'm, I, it sounds like I'm detouring, but I'm not. I feel like everything's attached, you guys, because the way us mothers nurture the relationship with our kids, it makes a big impact. But um, I'm going to let you know about the placement settings. Children in foster care live in a variety of placement settings, you guys. And may move among or between settings while in care. For example, a child may move from a group home to a relative foster home. I've had cases where I've heard, oh, the relatives took the child. And guess what? Those relatives no longer can deal with the child. So they say, sorry, we we can't handle this child. Can you please take him back to the group home? And they're relatives. That happens a lot, you guys. It happens a lot. It's kind of like, no, no puedo, regresalo, ya no lo quiero. Like, like if you're returning a shirt to the store, where, you know, I don't want the shirt anymore. I just want to return it. It's that, no. It's so sad. It is so, so sad. So, the point in time, the estimate of 437,283 children in foster care, right? Remember, this is September 30th, 2008, when they gathered the data. Um, they were in these following type of placements, 46% in a non-relative foster family home, 32% in a relative foster family home, 
So 46% in a non-relative and 32% in a relative. What does that tell you? People whose they're not even they're not blood, they're willing to take other people's children in foster care. One, I get it. We could even say for the money. Yes, there are people that do take kids just for the money, but there are people that do take kids to help them, to help them heal, right? To give them that home, that love, that respect, and that guidance that they deserve. They are out there, okay? 6% in institutions, 5% on child home visits, Situations in which the state retains supervision of a child, the child returns home on a trial basis for an unspecified period of time, and after six months, a child is considered discharged from foster care. That's 5%. 4% in group homes, 4% in pre-adoptive uh, um, homes, and 2% in supervised independent living, and 1% had run away. But even though it's still that 1%, I mean, it sounds like it's lowering, um, the numbers obviously are, are low, um, and it's, it's still concerning, right? With a notable increase in the use of placements with relatives and decrease in placement in group homes and institutions. So now we're seeing, obviously, the, the big change. I hope not, I'm not losing you, ladies, in regards to the numbers, um, but overall, what I just shared with you is that Relatives, the percentage of relatives are taking their own relatives, are the kids that are in foster care is really low. There's something wrong happening there. Then this makes me think, right? Makes me think. If we don't strengthen our home environment and teach the morals of a family unity, I mean, we even can think about this, you guys. How when they say, cuando un mexicano quiere, quiere luchar, viene otro mexicano y lo trae para abajo. Like, that happens a lot. It's like, well, that's your kids. That's your problem. You deal with it. It sucks. We're like kind of just throwing these kids in foster care. Nah, you're, yeah, viene con muchos problemas. Viene con muchos traumas. So then obviously people who are wanting to help, they take in these foster kids, and that's the high percentage, which is the 46. Um, there's case plan goals, obviously, right? When a child enters foster care, they want to know, okay, are they going to go back to the parent or are they going to stay in the system? What's going to happen? And this is what I'm going to share with you, the percentage, okay? So um, the preferred goal for children in care, okay, is for the children to go back to the biological parents, right? If they're able to do the services that are requested by the court to be able to show that they're capable of taking care of their children, right? Um, so case plan goals refer to the goals for permanent placement that are reported um, to this data system, right? So the estimate, again, the number that we, they started out was 437,283 children in foster care um, since September 30th, 2008, and had the following case plan goals. 56% had a goal of reunification with parents or principal a caregiver. It can be like a grandparent, right? The, the main person, whoever was um, caring for the child. 56%. 27% um, had a goal of adoption. 
5% had not yet had a case plan goal established. 4% had a goal of emancipation. 4% had a goal of guardianship. 3% had a goal of living with other relatives. And 2% had a goal of long-term foster care. Even though that 2%, we can't be fooled, that 2% is still a big deal. Okay? So when a child goes into um, foster care again, they create these case plans and the whole really the goal is to have the parents you know get their things straight and I understand you guys like you know as a social worker and having seen so many cases um, within the field that I've worked in in the mental health field there's many parents who use um, substances right alcohol and drugs and it's not that easy. We can say, oh, you know, just stop doing it. It's not that easy. When a substance takes over the body, it's just, it's taken over the body permanently. Well, mm, there's permanent damage, definitely in the brain. But um, it requires a lot of help and consistency and patience. And we know that there's there's a system that's trying at some point their best to take care of children. And I know I know CPS has its pros and cons, you guys, and that's like a totally different topic, right? Um, but I've seen cases where they're very grateful. They said this this situation of having my children removed was the worst situation ever in my life. But I think also at the same time was a blessing because I was able to receive my individual therapy that obviously I never did in my life. The anger management classes the substance abuse support that I needed. And, and it does help families out there. But yes, there are cases when unfortunately are neglected. Um, so these are the numbers in regards to the case plan. So pretty much, you guys, the estimate of 2008 from 2018, it shows that in 2008, the, the percentage is lower now. So that means that something's working in the system. The changes that I guess after this data and they're seeing that we have to help with funding maybe at some point because classes are not cheap and, you know, some parents can afford it and some don't. So there's something that is helping, but we need to continue to push forward and help our foster care children if at some point, you know, I'll, I'm going to put the information on the notes um, of this episode of where and uh, where you can call if you want to be a foster, uh, a foster parent. Um, I'll have that information. It's not that easy either, but, you know, if you if you want to consider and you're thinking about it, I'll put the information below. So here are some outcomes. The outcome statistics for children leaving foster care largely reflect the percentage for the permanency goals, especially for reunification and adoption. Okay, so of the estimate of 250,103 children who exited the foster care during 2018, 49% were reunited with parents and primary caretakers, which is amazing. Awesome. 25% 25% were adopted, 11% went to live with a guardian, um, 7% were emancipated, 7% went to live with another relative, and 1% had other outcomes. And yeah, it could be death, it could be something else. Um, you know, and uh, it's sad. 
So 49% were united with parents, which is really good because it actually um, shows the comparative with 2008 and 2018, they showed that there was a decrease um, in the percentage of children who left the system to reunite with their parents or primary caregivers or live with other other relatives who have left with um, other outcomes. So there are changes, excuse me, there are good changes that are happening, but these kids shouldn't even be here, right? Um, so now I'm going to talk to you about the length of stay, okay? The length of stay in foster care refers to the amount of time between entering and exiting. So you're able to know this, okay? So at some point you have a conversation with your comadre or with someone about foster care. You say, I remember these numbers. There's still things that we ha- we can do. And... It starts in the home, obviously, in our home first. Um, we want to help our community. We want to volunteer and do whatever it is that we can to be able to help these kids. Whenever you see a, a youth that's homeless, I am pretty sure majority of them have been in the foster care. Next time, give them an advice. Give them a, hey, you can do great things. Keep up the good work if you see them working and trying their best to, you know. Whatever it is, I'm telling you, giving the youth a positive feedback is gold. That's what they're lacking. Love, attention. They feel like they're not being seen or heard. So I think that's a beautiful thing that we can do, right? So let me go back to this. The length of stay, okay? So the estimate 250,000 of 103 children who were exited in foster care system, 9% um, in care less than one month. So 9% were in care less than one month. So that's good. 34% in care, but then also, let me kind of come back, you guys. Even though it's 9% in care less than one month, again, we have to also consider, were they, in, were they actually placed in a good foster care home or were they abused? In that one month, many things have happened. And even though it's just one month, a lot of things um, were crossing the child's mind and their whole world obviously turned upside down. So we can see it as like good, but then there's also still that um, consequence from that change, right? So 34% in care for 1 to to 11 months, almost a year. 30% in care for 12 to 23 months. 15% in care for 24 to 35 months, 10% in care for three to four years, and 3% in care for five or more years. That 3%, um, and now it sounds very low, but five or more years, meaning that a lot of them, a lot of these foster kids probably have turned 18, um, during their their length of stay um, in the foster care system. So again, they compared 2008 to 2018, the data, and they saw that um, the care that they were under, which was less than a month, um, is decreasing. So they are, which is a good thing. Um, in 2008, it was 13% instead of 9 so it decreased. Um, 
the one that's the highest is the one to 11 months. So that's 34% in, in 2008. And in 2018, it was 33, 33%. So it dropped like 1%. So the length of stay, it varies. And remember, we have to think, obviously, the behavior issues and what has happened in the case. Um, many foster care parents who obviously are very mad um, because of the outcome Many foster care parents have a lot of issues with that parent coming to their home and destroying their property or being very verbally abusive and disruptive overall. Um, so many foster parents would be, I can't handle this situation anymore. Um, so I need, I can't take this child into my care because the parent is interfering and disturbing um, us every night. That happens a lot. But then you do have other cases with foster care um, parents who can handle that. So it, it just varies. And they're like, no, I care for this child very much and I'm not going to give up this child. And even if the parent acts like that, that's when they communicate to the social workers and sometimes the parents get arrested and there's many things that happen. But um, being a foster care is not easy, but we do have to remember that our, our raza is in this foster care system, okay? Now I'm going to talk to you about the ages. Children can enter foster care from infancy up to 18 years, okay? And sometimes older. So the median age of children in entering or exiting foster care are as follows. Point in time, the median age for children in foster care, like in September 30, 2008, was 7.6 years old, okay? The entries the median age of children entering foster care during the physical year of 2018 was um, six, like a 6.1 like years, okay, like six years old. Um, the exits is the median age of children exiting foster care during the physical year is like 7.5 years. So trends, the physical year 2008 to 2018, the median age decreased. So that's really good for each of the three time frames. So there is a decrease now based on the data of 2018. So something is working. We have to educate ourselves and we have to be able to know what is happening in our communities. Um, because we can't just say, this is just my homie. Pues, yeah, pues, no me voy a enfocar aquí. Yes, it's good. It's good. But remember, when we know more right? We want to be able to help and solve a problem. I know there's so many problems in the world. And maybe some of you listening to this episode might think, well, I really don't care for this. Or maybe you can say, you know what? I didn't know. I didn't know that there was all of these kids, 437,283 kids out there without um, their parents. And foster care, it's another word for saying like an orphan, right? Foster care is orfanatorio. They just changed it to make it, I don't know, sound better. Pero foster care system, the way I see it is un orfanatorio. So now I want to talk to you about the race and ethnicity. Okay. So the following are race and ethnicities of the estimate of the number that I said, 437,283 children in foster care. Okay. Since September 30th, 2018. 
Okay, you guys. 44% were white. 23% black or African American. 21% were Hispanic of any race. 10% were other race races or multiracial. And 1% were unknown or unable to be determined. The percentage of black or African American children in care on September 30th decreased between 2008, the physical year, and physical year of 2018, which is good. While the percentage of white children, Hispanic children, and children of other races or multiracial children increased. That is a concern. That is a concern. It increased, you guys. All children, no matter what race, they are important in this world. Many of you might consider being a foster care parent. And if you do and you're just like, no sé, si pueda, talk to someone. Reach out to someone who's a foster parent and ask them. Pick their brain to see what it is that, you know, I mean, they're going to give you their perspective, right? Their way of seeing it. Um, but don't just talk to one. I'm going to tell you something about research. When you do research, don't just read one article. Don't read two articles. Don't read three. Read four or five, if that. Compare the information that you're gathering. But this is why research is very, like, what people would say, boring. Um, but when you are able to gather, the, it can be research for vaccines. It can be research for Oh, what's the research with this boy crisis that's happening in our world? What's the research with human trafficking? What's the research with foster care? I mean, there's research for everything. Um, but it's really important to, to do your research if you're considering to be a foster care parent. Um, and it's not easy, you know, as what I've seen. Um, but it's very rewarding as what I hear but it's also you guys I met this this lady who is a foster care um parent a foster parent and she was an older lady and she's like I love these children they need so much love and she said lo más triste es cuando se, cuando se van she cries for weeks the lady says she cries for weeks she's like I feel like they're my children but that's that's part of the the package deal with being a foster parent. You have to eventually say goodbye. And it's really sad. I can't imagine. Oh, I can't imagine. And I'm going to share with you a story in a bit, but I want to finish giving you these numbers. Um, and I hope they're, I'm not confusing you. Um, but this information, by the way, it's in the um, child welfare, childwelfare.gov. Okay, um, I just read to you um, the statistics. And now the children who exit, um, let me give you this one, because the one I gave you are the children who are entering the foster care, and this is the ones that are exiting. So the following are the race ethnicities of the estimate 250,103 children who exited foster care during the physical year of 2018. Remember, that's the half of the number I gave you in the beginning the children who exit foster care. 46% were white, 21% were black or African-American, 21% were Hispanic of any race, 
10% were other race and multiracial, and 1% were unknown or unable to be determined. So from the physical year of 2008 and the physical year of 2018, the percentage of Black or African American children and children of unknown race or whose race was unable to be determined who exited foster care decreased. So that was good. It decreased, it decreased but they're still there. While the percentage of white children, Hispanic children, and children of other races or multiracial children existing, um, exiting foster care increased. So it fluctuates. Um, and obviously, because I'm giving you here 2008, 2018. Um, in 2018, the white and non-Hispanic percentage went up. Um, the Hispanic went like 1% up. So it it varies. And I think with this pandemic, I'm very curious and interested in knowing what the numbers are going to look like, right? I mean, kids are home, more frustrating, more child abuse is just so sad. So um, as soon as those numbers come in, I want to do another episode to share with you the difference of these numbers. Um, so you can gather much information. I'm just giving you based, um, information based on, um, the statistics on, on the Children's Bureau data, but I do encourage you to educate yourself more if you're interested, of course. Um, the foster care system is, it's not, they can do better. They can do better, um, but I know there's so many problems and you know that we can address. But I do want to highlight that each and one of us in our lives we have a purpose to help with certain things. Some people have the passion of helping, um, you know, um, undocumented, right, individuals that population. Um, other people have the interest of helping just the foster care or other people have the desire of like, Hey, I want to be a teacher. That's just an elementary. That's my population. We all have a certain niche in where we grab from and we want to help. Um, and I love to help the foster care. I, that's part of why I became a therapist. I love to help my community, um, my Latino community, minorities. But I think um, as Latinos, we are the majority, but in a good way. Um, but I think that, you know, even when I was reading these numbers before, it, it's just really sad. And I think us as moms, we have the desire of just like nurturing, right? Like when your kids' friends come over, you're like, you want to take care of them. Be like, hey, you know, aquí está un plato calientito de tacos or whatever you want to offer them, you know. But um, let's continue to share part of that nurture that we have as mothers, also with those who need it in our community. I think there's amazing things we can do. You can take advantage of social media creating a platform just for foster care and giving them the resources. That's a good thing to do, especially, you know, um, 
for our Hispanic or Latino community, right? Um, and if you need help in knowing how to start, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to, um, you know, give you some tips on how you can also create something. You guys, we don't have to be millionaires or billionaires to help people. We don't. Just have a good heart, have empathy, and and help with what we have, with what we can. Thank you so much for listening to me. Um, and I wish you the best in everything that you do. Please do not give up. Ask for help when needed. Please ask for help. You are not alone. Calladitas no more. Calladitas no more. Se cuidan. God bless you. And stay tuned for more. Adios. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias.